Welcome to the She Powered Podcast with your host, Domenica Escatel. Welcome to another episode of the She Powered Podcast. And before I introduce my guest, I'm just excited to share with everyone that we are headed into season two of the podcast. And if you didn't know, you can find the live recordings of this podcast in our YouTube channel under Chicana Inc., which is a community that I've built over the last couple of years. Um, Very, very strong on social media. And we label them coffee and conversations. You're probably thinking, Domenica, why do you have two separate names? That's confusing. It is just so much easier to invite someone to share a cup of coffee over a virtual setting and have a conversation. And so oftentimes when you listen to these recordings, you will hear me refer to coffee and conversation. But in reality, it really is an episode for the podcast. And so not to confuse anybody, but I mean, if you think about it, it's a little bit um, easier to invite someone to a cup of coffee versus saying, hey, do you want to record a podcast session with me? And so I thoroughly have enjoyed these coffee and conversation sessions, and they've opened up a wealth of opportunities, which I will talk much later in season two about. And With that said, let's get started. My next guest is Paulina Castellón. She is an environmental health and safety engineer and a first-generation Latina Chicana. She's extremely passionate about advocating for women and people of color to join the STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, mathematics community. As an EHS engineer, her sole purpose is dedicated to helping keep our environment, her community, her staff, the neighborhoods around her safe. She truly enjoys helping others. This girl is going to change the world in the field of STEM. I am super excited to introduce all of you. And in our show notes, you can go and connect with her via any social media platform. So get ready. Hey, everyone. Welcome back for another edition of Cafecito in Conversation. And I'm excited to have you um, all meet my guest, Paulina, and we're just going to go ahead and dive in. I'm going to have her introduce herself and have her say a little bit about who she is and what she does. Go for it, Paulina. Hola, hola a todos. So my name is Paulina Castrellon. I'm an environmental health and safety engineer, better known as a ESH engineer, EHS engineer. I'm a first-generation Latina and very excited and very pumped to be having this conversation and a proud feminist as well. Love it. Well, thank you for being here. So, so much has happened in the last 24 hours. But before we dive into it, I love asking everybody, just because our show is called Cafecito in Conversation, how many cups of coffee, tea, or beverage of choice do you have every morning? As you can see, I have my little go-to 
coffee set go cup right here. <laughs> okay. So let's get down to cafe because I'm trying to kind of cut back on the coffee intake. I will have three coffees a day. So I have one in the morning because I wake up as early as like 3.30, o'clock a.m. I have one at around noon and then I have one at three o'clock, which is my coffee o'clock. But I'm trying to cut down to two and then cut down to one. If not, I'm always drinking tons of water. Um, but I love cafe, like a good cafe con leche. Like I'm pumped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that coffee o'clock. I never really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> because three o'clock, you know, it's that crunch time where everyone is like getting ready to go home, right? And at three o'clock, like you get tired, you get draggy, and you're by, I'm by the monitor, by the computer, like my eyes hurt. So I'm like, okay, let me go get me some cafe. Let me wake up. And then by the time I'm out by like 5.36, I'm like, okay, okay. So awesome. <laughs> and I just have to acknowledge that we are completely live and so sometimes things pop up and right now i don't know if you heard it my alexa started talking <laughs> i'm like i have to mute so she can calm down here i think she got a little passionate about the coffee conversation <laughs> i do feel Oh my goodness. So um, I want to start off, Paulina, by asking you first, like what led you to your field right now? Because I feel like you're a complete inspiration to the field and there's not a lot of Latinas in STEM. And I was going through some statistics, which I won't get into right now, but it's very minimal. And so yeah. I, was, I was like, I have to ask her, like, how, how did you even come across that field? So it's really interesting because when I graduated high school, um, I had to go to college. Like that was the only thing that my parents said, like you have to go to college in order to get, in order to get out of like the hood or get, just have a better life. So I had this mindset like, okay, pues, like I'm gonna go to college. I didn't know what STEM was. I liked science, but I didn't really think about getting into the science field. No one in my family went to college. No one in my family has a STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, uh, education or background. I actually went to Cal State University Northridge here in Southern California and I majored in or I went in enrolled with communications and journalism. I really wanted to work for Telemundo. I really wanted to be like the next Anthony Bourdain. I wanted to travel. Oh, I wanted to be on TV. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? Everyone thinks like I'm a character. Pues. Like that was my thing. I wanted to do that. Right. However, I started to connect with other people and they're like, no, you have to know people to work at Telemundo. You have to look a certain way. You know, I was getting a lot of critics and criticism about it and my big thing was like I have to make money like I have to pay my bills and that was another thing I was doing everything by myself so money in my head was a big thing because I'm paying for everything by myself fast forward I had to take an elective it was called EOH 101 it was part of an undergrad elective that I had to do this elective is called environmental occupational health and I instantly fell in love with it. It was like this combination of like engineering and public health and medicine combined, but I never heard of it. I never knew what it was. I kind of got an idea and I really like the idea of helping people. I'm very much a person who gravitates helping and being with people. I'm a people person, right? Okay. So I asked the director like, Oje, like, what is this? How do I get a job? Can I pay my bills? Will I make it? Things like that, right? And the director was like, yeah, you could do this, you could do that. Okay, cool. So again, nobody in my family has the STEM background. Like, you know, I went to my family, my parents, and my parents were supportive. Like, they were like, yeah, mija, pero at the same time, they were like, do it, do whatever you want to do. Like, that's on you. And at the time, I was dating this dude, my high school sweetheart. He was a civil engineer going to Cal State LA. 
like no shade I'm, I'm whatever he does in life i'm happy for him but as a civil engineer i wanted to just pick out his brain because i didn't have anybody else to really talk to so right. i was like hey like you know so and so like what do you think of this and he was looking at it and he was just like you can't do it and i thought to myself why can't i do it and he was and he was like no nah, like you're going to waste your money you're going to waste your time you're going to start and then you're going to fail like you can't do it you're not going to finish like you're you don't you don't ever finish something that you start and i got really mad. i got really hurt by it because i actually found something that i was passionate about i found something that really sparked a fire in me and i can't not explain why or how and i just looked at him and i was like okay i'm going to come back to you later so boom afuera se va done cut him went to my family and i was like look does everybody understand i'm going to be the president of crazy town because i'm going to go for it like i'm going to do it and not only did i get um enroll in environmental occupational health but i did a double major with industrial hygiene a specialized mm-hmm. focus yeah so at the time you know again doing everything on my own i was commuting at first and then like looking for places to live i mean it was it was a struggle and i would just tell myself consistently like i got to do it i got to do it and in my course there was no latina latino it was a lot of um armenians persian so like i gravitated towards them so all my i have all my armenian friends i love them yeah and but i always felt too like alone because i i didn't have anybody who spoke spanish i didn't i only had one female professor at the time and uh dr kennedy dr nola kennedy i love her and uh, she was the only one i could really go to for advice from a woman's standpoint in stem otherwise from that right there's nobody like no and then not only that i also did chicano studies so that i felt is very important to talk about because yes. i was doing this stem and i was doing chicano studies and the professor i had at csun zokio senerera i love him amazing he even he was like what are you doing in my class mujer and i was like i like this like i want to learn about my identity my culture i identify as a latina i identify as a proud chicana Mm-hmm. and taking Chicano studies, taking the environmental yeah. aspects, combining them and then using it for my senior projects to talk about like environmental racism, how, you know, STEM affects the community of Latinx, how the community is affected in Los Angeles County through science in the Chicano world. Oh man, I went to town. I loved it. <laughs> Something that language. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm a very if you go to my social media page, I have a lot of emotions i want to help i want to make a difference i want to see a better world i want a better planet and i mean that is my job like i am an environmentalist i literally my job is to be put in a dangerous situation and fix it make it safe make it safe for you make it safe for your mom your dad your brother your sister your friends your family so they go home safe at the end of the day that's my job girl drop drop the mic chat <laughs> I love it all. And so give us a little bit of a taste of the things that you found while you were studying. You know, you mentioned like, you know, environmental racism, like in LA, like what does that look like? Ooh, so this is a perfect one. So when I was taking Chicano studies, we were talking about racism, racism within our own cu- culture, racism within the community, you know, being in Los Angeles, being in Northridge, being in the San Fernando Valley. I grew up in Pacoima, you know, a lot of uh large Hispanic community, Latino community, Latinx community. I I, I grew up right around Richie uh Richie Valens Park. That was my park. I would hang out and we were just talking about, you know, how the community is affected. Everyone had a different perspective to bring on racism but I thought you know what nobody talked about environmental racism well if you think about it in the city of Wilmington there's a large oil refinery factory did anybody ever think to think about hmm this oil refinery factory why is it not in Beverly Hills 
Right. Why is it not in Westwood? Why is it not in Brentwood? Why is it not on the west side? But guess what? All of these oil refinery facilities or other facilities that are in these communities of, you know, we want to say, and this is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know I'm going to get this terminology wrong and I want to use the right vocabulary, but underprivileged or a community with a lot of people of color. Guess what? When you have these industries there, they are actually contributing to a lot of health effects like toxic fumes. Um, you have noise, like people who live by the freeway, because you'll have, uh, as myself, as a Asher EHS engineer, I will conduct noise surveys and then show report and data how all of the loud noise is actually causing hearing damage to the communities nearby. I will take air samples to show proof and data collection that yes, the air that is being pumped in, you know, the air in the community, people are being affected it in their bronchial, you know, all the different types of health concerns. Um, and endless conversations on this and there's a lot of like nonprofit organizations that I actually participated in communities that I started protesting with you know and there's a really strong community too in East Los Angeles mother I think it's called Mothers of East LA um, mm-hmm. and they're t- you know they talk about this and also let's one dear to my heart is agricultural I worked in agriculture I worked in the farming industry as an engineer and this is a big one too they're constantly being affected by environmental hazards. Look at the fires that are happening happening in California. Look at right. this pandemic, okay? How are we protecting our, you know, mi gente? How are we helping our Latinx community? No, I mean, that is so powerful because I remember um, uh, like about three years ago, I got the opportunity to tour some pockets of Bakersfield where they were mm-hmm. really like cancerous pockets. And mm-hmm. I remember getting a tour and they were talking. They were talking about um, <laughs> how there was different um, pockets of like preschools where they <laughs> had acres and acres of orchards that they would get pesticides, and you know yes. they would have the airplanes fly over, and then they, you know, were talking about how that was affecting that community and how it evolved to that cancerous pocket. And so I love that you had mentioned that because. You know, it took a long time for me to figure out that this is real. This is happening. It's been happening. And it's just like, if you have one piece of advice for someone who was young that was interested in in this field, like, how would you say that, or what, or should I say, what would be the one tip that you can say to them to bring about change? Find your passion. Find what sparks your interest. Find what you love because what you love, somebody else might not like. Everybody has their own niche. My niche, me, myself, and I is I love to help people. Uh, maybe I'm a, lo- a loquita, but that's my passion. That's my niche. Maybe you love food. Maybe you want to have your own restaurant. Maybe you're an artist and you are better at showing your artwork. Maybe you are a business person and you are great with business and showing Excel data sheets and above and beyond. Maybe you like to work behind the lab and that's what you love. Find what sparks your interest. Don't do what your family wants you to do. Don't do what society thinks you need to do. Don't go after it because, oh, this is what's going to make me rich. Because if you go with that mindset, it's going to make me rich. You're going to go down a rabbit hole because it doesn't come from passion. If I picked a career that was strictly based on money, I wouldn't be doing something that I love. Even if my job didn't pay me well, 
Granted, I would still wake up every day and be like, you know what? At least I tried today and I saved somebody's life today. I, I contributed to that. You got to just find your passion and don't change it. No, that is, um, oh, that is such a powerful thought because two things kind of popped in my head when you were saying that, that when it comes to careers, like the money will follow you when you yeah. operate in serving others and for the betterment of this community, this world, like the money will come, you know, Absolutely. and, and it's really important to follow a career that you're passionate about because on the flip side, if we're chasing money and yes, it might be this, this amazing job, but when you're there, are you really, truly happy? That mm -hmm. is a whole different conversation that I could have because I feel like that is something that in school we're not taught or not told, you know, we're kind of conditioned to just follow corporate America. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and I remember the first time that I had a, a, a colleague pass away, you know, she had some health problems. Yeah. She was there in the organization way before I was. And um, just, uh, you know, out of, la nada you know we got the news that she passed away and this was like a thursday and by monday her desk was cleared out and there was somebody new i'm so sorry to hear that and to touch on that i've always i tell this to people don't stress over a job that can replace you in a week remember that right don't stress over a job that can replace you in less than one week if you think you're irreplaceable lies lies right, right. and that was such that was just one of many things that I've encountered. Mm -hmm. So I love touching on that piece. And then also, you know, just knowing that we have the power to, tra yes. to channel that energy. And I wanted it. It's a good segue, Paulina, to talk, to talk about the social, how to use social media for change. Because I feel like you are awesome at it. And you're able to have, an, you have that ability to like, use the photography and make a statement. You know, I'm thinking of that one specific picture that I saw with the boot and the heel. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, so I have to give credit where credit's due. My girlfriend, Chloe Benjineer, she started this movement, this hashtag called Stomping Stereotypes. And she's a civil engineer. So, and as myself as an environmental engineer who's worked in construction, work in manufacturing, my life, I live in steel toe boots. Like, that's our life. And right. she posted this picture and I thought to myself, oh my God, th this is who we are. I can be feminine and wear my heel, wear my curly hair, my lip gloss, but I will still be this alpha dominance of wearing my steel toe boot and get the job done. And if you go to Instagram and you just type in hashtag stomping stereotypes, you will see tons of beautiful women in the STEM community who did their same posts with steel toe boots or like botas with, you know, a beautiful heel or a beautiful sparkly shoe because that's who we are. We are, you are two women, but we can be one. Like we're amazing. No, I, I love that. And you said that was Chloe? Yes, yeah, Chloe the engineer. She's awesome. Um, <laughs> she is a civil engineer. Definitely someone to follow. Well, shout out to Chloe. Absolutely love that. I believe in the power of, you know, that photo that makes a statement. And that's the that's like the best example ever of how you can have social media activism. Like, I don't know yes. if that's the correct terminology to identify that, but 
just the power of being able to take something that is free, that is accessible and to make a statement because the reach is like insane. It is. And I was so happy to see the turnout because we did one photo, one hashtag. I did it. I told other girls, I was like, oye, mujeres, like, I know you're out there. I know you're out there. Put a picture. You don't even have to show your face. It's your patitas. Like, do your feet. And it, oh, it was so beautiful to see. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. So everyone, go ahead and make sure that you and go take a look at the hashtag because there's some really phenomenal photos. And Paulina, you mentioned something earlier that you really didn't have a mentor. How has that changed for you right now? Like, um, is there someone that kind of popped in your life that you would consider a mentor or have you become that person? Uh, you know, I feel as I've been growing in the social media world, I think I'm becoming that mentor to other people. Um, I, I don't have a mentor because I really don't, you know, everyone that I would go to for advice, I'd end up just doing my own thing and my own thing, doing it out of passion, it worked. So now I'm just trying, as I hit my big 30 in literally a month, I'm just trying to, woohoo, right? 30 and thriving. I'm yes. trying to encourage other women, you know, let them, let them know my mistakes, let them know my struggles, let them know what I did with my, the things that didn't work for me in hopes that maybe you can avoid those hiccups. You know, one big thing is when I first graduated was like financial debt. Nobody talked to me about like credit cards and interest rate. And, you know, it was like, no, 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 no. Financial freedom is a beautiful thing. Like work towards right. it. The same thing yeah. about negotiate, right? When you get your first job, negotiation. And as women, we need to have that uncomfortable conversation. I know it's a taboo talk, like how much do you make? But we need to be open about it. How do you negotiate? How do you ask for relocation fee? How do you ask for a sign-on bonus? Insurance, do you get put on probation for your insurance or do you get insurance right then and there? It's me just giving that yes. information yes. to others yes. so they can yes. learn. Right, and those, and you said it perfectly. Those are things that nobody tells you. You kind of have to find yeah. out on your own. And I know that when I walked away from college debt, not only did I have college debt and loans, but I also had credit card debt because, wow. you know, I, you know, it was easy. Like I was hungry, put it on the credit card, needed a book, put it on the credit card. Oh, right there. and you know what? Sometimes that fancy cute dress or shoes, put it on the credit card. But, right. But when you walk away and see the amount of debt that you have, it, it's just, Financial freedom is something so aligned, again, with the passion behind of what you do, because it is attainable, very attainable. I had to, um, really, when I started my entrepreneur journey, you know, mm -hmm. I did it, I had this side, side hustle that turned into a small business because I wanted to pay off my student loans and my credit card debt. I got through all my debt. I paid off the BFA, the bachelor's loan I paid off you know the all the credit card that was attached to it by just mm -hmm. having that side hustle and currently i'm paying i'm still paying off on my masters but it's like financial freedom let me tell you it's a beautiful thing and it feels so so good and that, that is really like again when we to loop the, to loop with the thought around to when you find that mentor that's one of the things that is beautiful because whether there be a physical mentor meaning 
you're meeting with them one-on-one -on -one, in person well through covid probably virtually but the power of social media and exactly what we're doing right now we're giving away golden nuggets for free like yeah. <laughs> right using this platform to be able to have a conversation but guess yeah. what like you don't have a notebook and a highlighter right now i encourage you to go get take it take notes take notes <laughs> take notes don't do my mistakes take notes please <laughs> i know i know i have tons of stories that i can share of all the mistakes that i've made and again very much like you really didn't have you know I, I um, graduated with a degree in photography and art. And so there's really not any Latina women or like really women in photography. So that, mm -hmm. you know, in the opposite spectrum is a really a male dominated field. When you think of a photographer, you think of a male. And so all my professors in school were all males. There's not oh. one, yeah, there's not one female, let alone a female of color and so it was really just trying to figure it out you know my parents made just a little over of the threshold to not get any financial aid and mind you my mom worked years in the cannery you know my dad you know for years has been working in lumber just like he's a forklift driver so nothing where there's extra crazy income coming in and so i was that girl that had not only the Monday through Friday job on campus, I was your potato girl. If you wanted a big potato, you probably met me. <laughs> and so at the little cafe and, um, you know, then on weekends I would work at concession stands and doing, you know, the nacho, soda, hot dogs and all that. And, you know, you get through it, but I learned along the way, the power of mujeres kind of popped in and popped out of my life of, you know, being able to uh, give me some of their gifts and, you know, kind of mentor me or redirect me. But now being able to be on the flip side and being able to, you know, offer that back is, is just, you know, even more amazing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And so I feel like we have to honor someone who just passed away, Ruth, our Supreme Court Justice. And... I just, you know, before we jumped on and we were talking a little bit about how of a hit that yeah. is, right? And I feel like we have a lot to work to do. And I love the thought of being able to do this work to honor her and the life that, you know, she paved the way for so many females. And I feel like being a Latina, there's so much work that we need to do on top of it and this year's an election year there's so many things going on right now through covid social justice and how would you say and we talked a little bit about it about creating that action if you have mm -hmm. any advice to give to anyone what would that be yes all right get your notebook get your pencil get ready okay <laughs> gonna get Here good it's gonna get good. Number one, register to vote. Yes. If you are registered to vote, go check up on that and make sure that it's valid. A lot of times when you move and with COVID, uh, information can get lost, information needs right. to get updated. So number one, register to vote or check up on your registration. Number two, organize. 
if you have a great social media content, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your social media is, is organized. Reach out to your friends, your family, start talking about it, start promoting it, start speaking about it. Don't stay, don't stay silent. Okay. Number three, go out there and vote, whether you need to vote by mail or whether you need to vote in person. So it's just three things, three things. And number four, I'm going to add this in. This is just a tip. And I'm going to do it too. I talked about this on my social media, on one of my posts that I did, and I put it right there in the caption. I'm asking everyone to just get five people, five people, Otra vez. five right. people. You can go on Instagram. You can go on TikTok, your friends, your family, have those uncomfortable conversations. I understand politics is messy. I understand politics can be very confusing. I understand with politics, you don't even know where the conversation begins, right? Invite someone for cafe. Just bring it up slowly. Ask them, are you registered to vote? Encourage them. Don't shame someone. Don't badmouth someone. I understand it's really hard times. I want to say a lot of things too, but I want to have those conversations and I want you to be open-minded and have those conversations too, because it's up to our generation and the generation after us to start moving and making the change. And I am hopeful that this generation and the generation after us want that change, want to see that difference. So again, number one, what did we say? Is register to vote, check up on your registration. Number two, organize. Number three, go out and vote. And number four, get five people. That's it, five people. I'm gonna do it with you guys because I, I, I want to see more people out there. Right, ooh. Girl, let me tell you, fire right there. So simple. And and that's the point. That action is sim can be simple, very attainable, but also powerful. And it all starts with voting. And yeah. if there's anything that needs to be highlighted, it's that word, right? Yes. <laughs> I and this is another thing. So in the Latinx community, uh, I'm going to throw it out there. There's a lot of false information going on. If you speak Spanish, it is your responsibility as a Spanish speaker to educate those who are getting that false information. Shut down that fake news. I'm trying to do my best too. I'm probably like Selena. I'm going to say I'm muy excited. So if you're better at Spanish, help us. If you speak French, help us. If you speak Portuguese, help us. This is your time to advocate, speak up, stand up and support. Use your beautiful talents and encouraging others. And if you don't know where to start, there is so many opportunities out there mm -hmm. that it, when they pop up, just grab them. You know, I recently, yeah. yeah, there's um one thing that was on my bucket list that it's been there for a very long time is to speak at the Women's March. And so, yeah. yes. yes, right, girl, yes. And you know, um, there's a smaller version of it coming up in October at a, you know, two towns down from where I live. And I saw the mm -hmm. post and I, um, and this is the power of social media again, just sent a DM, you know, are you looking for speakers? Yes. Awesome. How can I sign up? Complete. Like you should have heard me. I was ecstatic because that is an opportunity to keep this message at the forefront, you know? And I just wanna use that as an example because it's like, oh, you know, I've always heard, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm just one person or, you know, there's yeah. nobody here to guide me. I don't mm -hmm. know where to look. Opportunities all are all around us and you, they're just yes. waiting for you to take them. And yes. what's the first thing, if you ask, 
and it's and somebody says no okay there'll be plenty more of opportunities and so you know i paulina i love that it's simple 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 actionable steps that you gave and literally like make right now if you're listening or watching us just make the simple commitment to start there yeah you know because it's it's easy It's, it's not a lot of stuff and if you feel you know, uneasy with COVID going on, you don't even have to leave your your bed. I don't have to even leave my bed. The comfort of social media and the internet, you know, have those conversations, have them, just have them. Yeah, and that's really where it starts, just the power of a conversation. And I feel like this is why I wanted to start these little cafecitos and conversations. And I shouldn't say little because they're freaking powerful. We're strong, we're powerful, we're loud, you're going to hear us. Definitely. And, um, you know, I know that there's a lot to talk about. I know that I still want to dive in with STEM with you, but we are completely run out of time, running out of time and wanting to honor your time and the time of our viewers and listeners. And so if there's anything that we didn't touch on that you want to kind of share with us please do right now and then also can you follow that with your social media handles yeah so one thing i definitely want to leave this message with and this is something that i always mention if you're someone right now who feels uneasy going on with current events with police violence with what's going to happen with the supreme court with maybe what's going on outside in your neighborhood and community just know that this is temporary this is not permanent don't stress yourself sick. Speak to a friend, speak to someone. September, I believe is National Awareness uh, Suicide Month. So this is very important. Mental health is very important. I, I like to advocate on that and talk about that. Mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Check yourself, Have turn off the internet if you need to. Sometimes I have to do that too. Don't feel guilty, right? It's okay, find that space. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to just talk about engineering, environmental engineering, chemical engineering, I am in aerospace. You have questions on aerospace. If you have questions on how to vote or just advocating things in general, please contact me at Paulina Castorion. It's my first and last name, very simple, at Instagram. And uh, send me a message. I will get back to you as soon as I can. We can talk via email. We can even set up a Zoom. And let's make a change together. Yes, girl, yes. Where can everyone connect with you? So again, connect with me at Paulina Castrion on Instagram. You can find me there. Shoot me a DM. Go look at my post if you're curious to know a little bit more about what I do. If you're going to see a lot of advocating, that's who I am. And I hope to see you guys there. And I hope you have questions. Let's, Like I said, let's, let's make change. Love it. Let's make change. And with that note, we will leave you and we'll make sure to add Paulina's Uh, social media handles and how you can connect with her on the chat and information down below this podcast and with that signing off see you next time all right bye everyone bye thank you for joining us in another episode of the she powered podcasts you can listen to us in any podcast platform and don't forget to hit the subscribe button until next time